What's going on, everybody? This is Steven. Heath is not with us. He's actually at Disney World. I think it's Disney World. There's other parks over there, but I'm pretty sure it's Disney World. No worries. He did watch the Super Bowl. I actually got in trouble because I was texting him during the Super Bowl. My wife got on to me and said, stop texting him. He's on vacation. I said, he's texting me. So clearly, he's watching the game and can talk. He was able to watch the game. Kind of a boring game, to be honest. Uh, we'll get into it here in a minute. Chiefs win in overtime, 25-22. Real quick, it just broke today. He's not going to hit on it next week. But Nick Sheridan. So we know DeBoer got hired on in Alabama. He brought a lot of his staff with him. One of the guys was Ryan Grubb that a lot of people was excited about. I was excited about. Came over to Alabama to be the offensive coordinator. Well, he's leaving to go be the offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. So, somebody had to fill the position. According to DeBoer and then the AD, and is that they had a plan because they knew this was a possibility and thought that, yeah, Grubb could be either taking the Washington head coach job or going to the Seahawks. So, supposedly they had a plan, and I'm guessing their plan was Nick Sheridan, who was the tight ends coach at Washington – came uh, with DeBoer to be the tight ends coach at Alabama. Now he is being promoted to offensive coordinator. Um, Heath and I have our thoughts on that. We'll dive into it more next week, kind of give our opinion, opinions if we think it's a great hire or not. But let's go ahead and dive into the Super Bowl. I'm joined by special guest. She's already laughing. My special guest, my daughter, Janessa. Y'all give it up for her. You hear the applause? The whole city is cheering for you. Okay. Anyway, she's not going to hang out with us the whole time because she doesn't care too much about the Super Bowl. But we're going to dive into what the people want to know about. And that is Taylor Swift. Yay! Um, So after the – go ahead and tell the people what you said to me before we started. I was mad at you because you turned off the TV as soon as as soon as the Chiefs got their last touchdown, <laughs> and I just wanted to see the confetti, and I wanted to see if Travis Kelsey was going to propose to Taylor Swift. Yeah, so as soon as the Chiefs scored that touchdown, I waited for a second to see if there was a flag. I knew there wasn't a flag. I immediately turned it off because I knew what was going to happen. It was They were constantly going to be showing Travis and Taylor Swift, and I just didn't care to see it. I watched the game that I wanted to watch, and that was it. So, Janessa, do you, will Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey get married? Um, I don't know. I know she wants to get married, and her last relationship ended because he, uh, her mm. ex-boyfriend didn't want to get married. Mm. And I know they've talked about, like Travis Kelsey and her have talked about settling down, but I don't know. Mm. I personally think it's all fake. I think it's publicity <laughs> just to get uh, different people watching the Super Bowl and the NFL and all that stuff, but we'll see. We'll see. So when do you think they'll get married, if they get married? Um, I don't know. You think he's a fast mover? I'm, he not wants to- sh- I'm not sure. There was a lot of rumors about him proposing at the Super Bowl, but see, I didn't see it because you turned off the TV. 
But I assumed he didn't because... <laughs> we started that rumor on this podcast, actually. <laughs> okay. We did. We were talking about it a month ago. Okay. And I was... If he did propose, one of my friends would have texted me already, and she didn't, so... She did not. So I assume he did not propose. So I don't know if and when they'll get married. She's coming out with a new album in April... And one of the songs is called Love of My Life. I'm assuming it's about mm. him. I'm sure it is. That's the only reason she dates is the right music. So we'll, well that's see. That's how she's so famous. I guess. I guess. But we're going to get into the Super Bowl. Did you, did you have any thoughts on the Super Bowl? Or did you say your, say your two cents? And I mean, I watched audience. the whole thing for nothing. I just wanted to watch the confetti. Mm. Well, I could have called you out at the end. <laughs> well, my mom wanted me to watch it with you guys. Oh. We did. We watched it. Well, Ireland didn't. She's in Guatemala. So she didn't watch it. But the three of us watched the game. So is that all you had to say? Yes. All right. Well, it was short but sweet. Good stuff. Y'all give it up for Janessa. Thanks for stopping by the studio, a.k.a. our dining room table. All right, it's going to be a short show. Like I said, Heath is in Disney on vacation, having a good family time, enjoying time with his family, with his wife, with his son. So let's go ahead and get into it. As I mentioned before, <clears throat> Super Bowl was kind of boring. Overall, I mean, you know, anytime a Super Bowl goes to overtime, it can be exciting. Don't get me, well, I'll get started on overtime here in a minute, but. Let's just start with this. First off, again, I'm kind of bouncing around here, but let's just talk about the views on this game. Then you knew it was going to be high views because of the build-up to it and then Taylor Swift and all that stuff. I saved – let me get to my photos because I screenshotted it here. Now, there's different numbers. I don't know how they come up with these numbers. So, apparently, this Super Bowl is the most – Watched telecast ever with a total audience delivery, whatever that means, of a of 123.4 million average viewers across all platforms. That's a lot of people. But then down here again, I don't know the I don't know what all the TV stuff means and viewership, how they come up with that. It says more than 200 million viewers watched all or part of the Super Bowl. So at least two, over 200 million people. It says 202 million, actually. 202 million people tuned in at some point to either catch some of the game or all of the game. So there's that. Secondly, I know you Swifties were loving it because... I show I, I, I found a um, well I wasn't looking for it but they said that supposedly Taylor Swift was on the TV for 54 seconds total throughout that entire game. Now, if you're someone that has nothing better to do than to sit around timing how long Taylor Swift is on the TV, I feel sorry for you. You know, go find a hobby or something get some friends, and find something better to do with your time. But 54 seconds, and I was saying, oh, you guys need to stop hating. She was only on the TV for 54 seconds. You got to understand, 54 seconds 
is a long time. Think about it this way. Every time they show her is in between like a play or something, typically. So they're only showing her for probably three to five seconds. So three to five seconds each time they show her, and she was on for 54 seconds total. You do the math. That's a lot of times. They didn't even show Brock Purdy's parents that many times. I don't even think they showed Travis Kelsey's mother. She might not have been there. I don't know. but I don't remember seeing her. So that's my rant on that. I'll give another rant real quick. Can we get rid of Super Bowl halftime shows? It's just ridiculous. No, I, Well, I don't want to say nobody cares. I don't care about them. I don't know if a true football fan cares about them because it makes halftime twice as long. They're not very good because it's just – they're not that good. Can we please? They're not going to because, it you know, people enjoy and people tune in to watch. But I would love for them to get rid of the halftime shows personally. All right. Now on to the game. Boring game overall. As I mentioned, it was uh, – it was – I, I got to say boring game overall. Unless you are, I guess – that some person that's all about defense and you like the, you know, hardly anybody scored and all that stuff, then you loved it. But overall, to me, a very boring game. You, you know, we come in, both defenses very great, but typically great offenses beat great defenses most of the time. And especially the 49ers coming into that, into that game after giving up you know, the, the yardage and points they did in the first half to the Lions. I thought the Chiefs were going to put up more points, move the ball up and down the field. I thought the 49ers did a very good job in the first – I say very good job. They missed a lot of opportunities. And this, this game's kind of hard. It's kind of hard for me to say, oh, the Chiefs just won this game because – both teams missed opportunities, but the 49ers, man, they – so each team had a fumble. 49ers fumbled on their opening drive. They were just driving it right down their throat. McCaffrey fumbled. And then Pacheco for the Chiefs fumbled. So, you know, that's a wash. Each team fumbled. But, man, the penalties, the penalty, the false start to put them behind the chains. They wanted to run the ball in the first half. But the false start, hold – I think they had – I can't remember how many false starts they had in the first half. It might have been – I want to say three or four false starts. They just constantly put them behind the chains. They couldn't run the offense. And then, you know, the Chiefs have a great defense. You don't want to be behind the sticks anyways. But when you get to first and long, you kind of have to throw it to try to get it to second and medium. But then if you don't get hardly anything on first down, then you have to throw on second down. And then, of course, you're going to – more than likely have to throw on third down. So penalties, man, just screwed them up all night long. I think, and speak of penalties, I think overall it was a pretty clean game. Overall, I think it was a pretty well-officiated game. There were some calls that were either not called, maybe on the 49ers that should have been, or uh, or shouldn't have been called. I think I think each team had a couple Bad calls go against them. But I will say this. Man, the few <laughs> – Nick Bosa, at least – I think it was two or three times that I saw. I, I don't understand. For one, Nick Bosa, one of the best 
pass rushers in the NFL. You know, you could probably put them right behind, I don't know, Miles Garrett. As far as just, I mean, he does it all very well, but as far as just a pure pass rusher, probably right behind Miles Garrett. So probably the second best pass rusher. You can make an argument for the best pass rusher in the NFL. I'm pretty sure he didn't have one holding call that they that the Chiefs didn't hold, or they they say the Chiefs didn't hold them at all. I can remember three times off the top of my head that the left tackle or whoever I can't remember if he switched to the right side a couple of times, but the left tackle literally put him in a chokehold and just tackled him. I mean, it's as plain as day to anybody that's just watching, and it didn't get called. So, I thought going into this game, the Chiefs wouldn't get the calls because, you know, they're already at the game. NFL's making their money, but they did. But, like I said, 49ers probably had some calls, favorable calls for them, just like the Chiefs did. So, overall, I will say a very well-called game, very clean game. First half, very boring. Get to the second half. And I told you, Heath and I were texting back the whole game pretty much. And we kept saying, like, any, not just us, like anybody that watches the NFL, anybody that follows the Chiefs or just knows the Chiefs or knows Patrick Mahomes, you know, it looked like the 49ers were in control for most of that game because the 49ers, their defense handled the Chiefs for – most of that game. They did. I know the Chiefs had, they had one huge play down to get them in the red zone in the first half. And then I believe is when Pacheco fumbled and then, you know, and um, Travis Kelsey runs up and gets in Randy Reed's face and don't get me started on that. That's... Um, People trying to defend him, saying, "Oh, he's just passionate and all this stuff." That's great. You can be passionate. You can be competitive. You can. You and your coach can go at it and all this stuff. When you like run up and put, throw your body into your coach, the what is he seventy something years old? I don't know how old he is, but he's not a young guy. And bump him and knock him off balance and start yelling. Yeah, that's a little. I don't. Throw that garbage of, oh, he's just passionate and competitive. Yeah, get get rid of that. That's garbage. No. Anyway, back to the game. 49ers had that game under control. The 49ers defense was handling the Chiefs for the majority of that game. But the problem is the offense were not the offense was not capitalizing. And anybody that follows the Chiefs. Anybody that follows Patrick Mahomes or just watches the NFL in general, you don't have to be a fan of the Chiefs. You, Everybody was thinking the same thing. This is gearing up for a Patrick Mahomes comeback win. Every chance the 49ers got on offense and they didn't put another touchdown or at least some points on the board to pull away, you're, I mean, you're thinking the same thing. This is gearing up for a Patrick Mahomes comeback because he's done it over and over and over in regular season, in playoffs. So, get to the second half, and I, I don't even know. Look, 
the head coach has got to take most of the blame. And and I'm not even going to talk about the 49ers defense because they, they did their job. They did. I know they kind of – they gave up – I don't understand them going man-to-man the second half, and they kept – Chiefs kept just running crossers and pick plays and all this stuff. I don't understand that, but I will say this. They did their job. They did what they were supposed to do. They held the Chiefs under 20 points in regulation. Under 20 points, the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback on the planet, one of the best all-time quarterbacks. They held him under 20 points in the second half. All right, in regulation, excuse me. So the defense did their job. The offense, I don't understand. You know, a lot of times with these offensive-minded coaches, and which is what Kyle Shanahan is, he's probably, if not the best, one of the best offensive-minded coaches, whether as a head coach or offensive coordinator, in the game. He's phenomenal. Puts his players in uh, um, great positions to make a play. Has great game plans. But I just feel like he overthought himself way too much in the second half. That he wanted to be creative. He wanted to kind of come out throwing it around. He wanted to come out and design some good plays. He had some good plays designed. But at the end of the day, you he kind of reverted to what the Ravens did. <laughs> he came out. I think their first, they went three and out two drives in a row. And every single play on those two drives were passes. I don't understand why he didn't come out running the ball. McCaffrey had a good game. I don't understand why he went away from it. First half, they were running the ball well. Get to the second half. They just want to throw, 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 throw. So, Kyle Shanahan, that's on you. What's also on you, well, I won't say solely on you because if you're on the team, you're a professional, you're a grown man. It's your, I mean, you do it for a living. You make a lot of money to play this game and know the rules of this game for a living. How do you not know the rules? Of overtime, they changed. Now they they changed the overtime rules for the playoffs to where each team would get a chance to possess the ball. Each team, Forty ers win the toss, and you think, oh, they're def- they're going to defer. Let the Chiefs, you know, that way they know. Oh, do we need to kick a field goal? Do we need a touchdown? What's going on? And they they elect to receive. I guess they think, hey, we're hopefully go down and score a touchdown and win the game. They drive down the field, kick a field goal. Chiefs get the ball. And multiple players on the 49ers have came out and said that, yeah, we didn't know the rule. Which shame on y'all. Again, you're professionals, you do it for a living. You should know. But also shame on the coaching staff. How do you not tell your guys? The Chiefs players said that like a month, I think a month 
before the Super Bowl, just like in general, or leading up to the playoffs, they were talking about it. They were strategizing. Coaches were letting them know all the time, all the time in practice, hey, these are the new overtime rules. Hey, these are the new overtime rules. Well, yet the 49ers players had no idea. No clue. You can't do that. You have to know the rules. You have to know what's going on. So, all that to say this, I didn't really have a dog in the fight. I think I, I did pick the Chiefs to win. Um, I was pulling for the 49ers just because, again, I wanted to see a, a um, Super Bowl celebration that didn't revolve around Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. But uh, let me reiterate this with the Swifties. And this is, I've talked to several different people that are just football fans and enjoy watching the games. Our problem is not with Taylor Swift, our problem is with the NFL. Constantly showing her over and over. So hopefully that changes next year. But overall, a decent Super Bowl. I mean, went to overtime. That was exciting. Patrick Mahomes gets his third Super Bowl ring. So. Y'all come back next week. Heath will be back. We'll check on how his trip went. And we'll see you next week. See you.